Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Screen Time Podcast. I'm Connor. And I'm Luke. And today we're going to have a bit of fun and uh, have a share, laugh. Yeah, <laughs> share our, our current picks for the top 10 comedies. Uh, we both have written down lists of our top 10, mm-hmm. but we feel like it's important to mention that we have not vigorously gone over these lists and, and com- helped and compared them. They are kind of thrown together, this is the top of our heads. Yeah, pretty you much. <laughs> so, if you're like, oh, they're definitely going to talk about this movie and that we don't talk about it, it doesn't necessarily mean that we wouldn't put it on top ten. It just means that at this point in time, when we're recording, it didn't cross our mind. Or we maybe even haven't seen it, and that's why it didn't enter this list. Correct, correct. All that to say, don't take this too seriously. Honestly, don't take anything we Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh like most of the movies on this list, I would say don't take it too seriously. Yeah. It's our personal opinion right now. Yeah. That's all it is. Do you want to start or do you want me to start? Uh, you, can, you can start. All right, I'm going to start with one that's perhaps a little bit controversial. In that, the people that I know who have seen this movie, there's no one that I know who's like, yeah, yeah, it's okay. People either love it or they hate it. It's Napoleon mm-hmm. Dynamite. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I think it's really funny. At the same time, this is why it's number 10, I can totally understand why it wouldn't work for, for other people. You know, if you're like, it's just too awkward, it's just too cringy. I understand that. It's like the dinner party of the office, yes. of the uh, episode of The Office, yeah. you know? People are like, oh, I love that episode. Or they're like, this is too much. I, I simply I, I cannot can watch. watch it. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah I, I, love, I love the quotes from this movie. Or just like silly moments like kip riding behind napoleon he's on rollerblades and napoleon's pulling him on his bicycle it's so stupid yeah but it's so funny or lauren's like hey teeny you fat lard come eat your dinner iconic yeah and that's why it's on my top 10 absolutely there's gonna be a lot of commonality or a common denominator and that a lot of these movies are stupid yeah (laughs) (laughs) some of them are are, but a lot of them are stupid i will mention when there is intelligence and smartness in in any of these movies yeah which i mean there is a certain level of intelligence that you need to make a dumb joke that's funny yeah because a lot of dumb jokes aren't so i guess you could say we're familiar with those yeah (laughs) oh boy what's your number 10 all right my number 10 is i apologize to you specifically but i gotta say daddy's home too i know not a lot of people like that movie which i didn't know (laughs) Uh, but it could be that I saw it before the first one, but I think it's one of my favorite Christmas movies and comedies, apparently. Uh, evidently, it's on the list. <laughs> yeah. so. But I, I, I like the dynamic between everybody and, again, very stupid. <laughs> like, the Daddy's Home movies are so dumb. Like, you watch it, you're like, why, though? <laughs> why would anyone write something so stupid? But... There, there are some good jokes though. <laughs> there the, are. the thermostat bit. Yeah, the <laughs> so good. That cracks me up. Uh, <laughs> the, I like the snowball fight. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. It's it's mostly the last fifteen minutes of that movie that don't do it at all for me. In, when they're in the movie theater, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's the same for me. It's when I watch it, I want to watch it for the laughs, right? Yeah. And then once the storm happens, it's just. None of it's funny. And the thing is, it's not really trying to be funny either. <laughs> so it's like, why am I watching this right now? And then there's the whole thing with the kid 
kissing. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It, you know, it's it's like why? Why did you do that? <laughs> yeah, but once the storm happens, I if I was watching it by myself, I'd be like, all right, movie's done. Nice little movie. You, you but do I'm watching like, it with people, so I can't just shut it off. <laughs> you do it the opposite <laughs> of kids watching Home Alone, where kids watching Home Alone just skip right to the end to watch all the trap. <laughs> yeah. You skip the end of the movie. Yeah. Like, it's done. Totally minutes early. <laughs> they made done. it home. The end. Everyone's mad at each other. Yeah. We're good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my number nine. Um, this is, I think, the most recent movie on my list. It's called Palm Springs. Oh, I didn't see that one. Uh, it's this. This is one of those ones where there's a bit of intelligence involved. Yeah. Not that they don't have fun with the dumb jokes as well, but it's if you haven't seen Palm Springs, it's Groundhog Day, but with uh, Andy Samberg, and I'm not sure I could pronounce her name correctly. Uh, she's the woman that plays the mother in How I Met Your Mother, and they're stuck in a Groundhog Day situation on the day of a wedding and. As those time loop movies do, you know, yeah, uh, situations ensue that that breed comedy, <laughs> chaos and comedy. And the the explanation of of the time loop I thought was interesting. Uh, and and how the movie wraps up I thought really came together in an interesting way. And uh, you know, looking at Groundhog Day, where it's just. It just kind of ends. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could make philosophical arguments about why Groundhog Day ends when it does, but it does kind of just end. But it has a more satisfying conclusion, I think Palm Springs does. Yeah. Um, and genuinely funny, and I, I enjoyed The Lonely Island and, and Andy Samberg and all this stuff. I mean, Brooklyn Nine Nine is a hilarious show for most of the most of it. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> But I think, you know, there's sometimes when I find Andy Samberg not that funny. But mm-hmm. I, I found him consistently very funny and very likable throughout the whole movie. And I think this is, like, one of his one of his best. Well, I guess I'll have to add to the list. Yeah. <laughs> not my top ten list, but, like, to watch yeah, list. Yeah. <laughs> that it? Yeah. All right. Well, my number nine, speaking of lists, is Bucket List. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The one with Morgan Freeman and Jack Nicholson. Yeah, the they have cancer and they escape the ward to check off their bucket list. It's weirdly sweet, <laughs> even though their relationship together is is that kind of they're friends, but the only thing they do is they just hate each other. <laughs> but it's so enjoyable to watch. It's, and, a, it's a very iconic type of yeah, relationship. I know it's great, and they, they do it really well in this movie. And we, it's weird to think about Jack Nicholson and Morgan Freeman being this funny in this movie. Yeah. Because usually they're, like, serious. But, I mean, Jack Nicholson, like, The Shining, right? Departed. Batman. Oh, Batman? Yeah, he's Joker. Yeah. But even at that, he's... There's a bit of a seriousness to Joker that... Yeah, yeah. Is, is gone here. Yeah. I It's been a while since I've watched it. I honestly actually don't remember how it ends. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember really liking it. So, yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's a good pick. My number eight is one of these dumb, dumb comedies, but... Uh, I only watched this for the first time a few years ago before the sequel came out, and I was blown away by how how good this was and how much I enjoyed it. It's Zombieland. Oh, I need to watch that. The zombie genre, I think even when this had come out, was already being overdone. But this one works, man. I, I think everyone in it is really funny. Woody Harrelson He's is great. an absolute delight. 
and his mission in the whole first movie is just Woody Harrelson wants a Twinkie. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Let's uh, go. What a power what, to what, you! What an amazing, <laughs> you know, personal drive. You know, this is the 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 character trait for Woody Harrelson is he wants to eat a Twinkie. Yeah, because he hasn't had one in a while. And I'm like, this is perfect. It's uh, amazing. And you got other people like Emma Stone and and Jesse Eisenberg who. I mean, I guess Jesse Eisenberg was in a couple comedies, but I mean, even now, uh, you know, mostly it, serious. He he he's, you think of him as in more serious roles, yeah, a lot of especially Emma Stone as well. Again, who has done comedies, but when I think of her, I, I think of her in serious roles, and they're hilarious. Mm. Uh, this was Abigail Breslin was in it while she was still doing movies. She does like nothing now. But yeah, I love I love the dynamic. I love the comedy and uh, you know zombies. I mean, I'd give them a pass for this one. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's what's on my list. Number eight. You know, my number eight is not a zombie movie, unfortunately, uh, but it's School of Rock. Oh yeah, <laughs> Jack Black. It's so good. That movie's just my childhood. Yeah. <laughs> like at our, our our cabin, we have like a, a little pile of DVDs and VHSs. And the School of Rock was one of those DVDs we just got from some garage sale or something, and we. The disc is probably overused. Yeah, we watched it if it was a VHS, you would have worn. The yeah, tape, it, yeah, it would have been out. Yeah, it's great. I agree. I don't, know, I don't <laughs> know what else to say about it. It's fun going back and watching that movie, being like, "Oh, that's that's iCarly." Yeah. <laughs> I remember. I remember seeing that the first time, being like, "Oh, that's totally her before she was in the very iconic TV show." Yeah, I never watched that, Carly. Oh wow! Yeah, but it I is... mean, you're not really missing them, actually. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> <laughs> but it is interesting going back because it, to me, it feels like a movie that I'm like, I loved this as a kid, but I probably won't when I watch it again. And then I watch it again, I'm like, oh no, it's still great. Yeah, yeah, it still nails the comedy. I mean, Jack Black's hilarious. Like, come on. And I mean, him and his music too. So good. Like, like people are talking about Peaches this year. I was like, ah. Oh. You're new to the game. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's great. Yes. My number seven. It's Office Space. Oh. <laughs> it's been so long since I've seen that. What I enjoy about Office Space is how they find the comedy in just all the small things. Uh, like the main character shows up to work and, and there's the door handle to get into the office. Yeah. And he stops and he looks at it and he kind of goes like, no, like, don't do it. <laughs> And then he reaches for it, and it zaps him with a little static shock, and you get the implication that that's happened to him every single day that he's worked here, <laughs> and you're like, "That's hilarious." Uh, uh, <laughs> I also, I, I it's kind of terrible, but I find it so funny uh, the moment where the one guy who gets fired decides that he's done with his life, so he tries to kill himself in his garage by leaving the car running. And then his wife comes home and finds him, and she says, "Are you okay?" And he looks at her and he's like, "No, I I have a reason to live. I am okay." And so he's gonna go for a drive, and he backs out of his driveway and gets t-boned by a truck, and is in a full body cast for the rest of the movie. <laughs> Again, yeah. it's really terrible, but I yeah, I was fu- explaining like like it's really funny. I'm like, better get to the comedy quick. This I, doesn't I, sound good. I find, <laughs> I find it way too funny for what it actually is. I thought uh, that it was because the poster that I saw was just the guy in like posted notes yeah. or whatever. I mean, there wasn't anything else on that poster. 
you know, office space, and I love The Office. Yeah. So I thought they made a movie of The <laughs> Office when I first watched it. Oh boy, I was wrong. But it's still great. Yeah, I also love. Uh, I, I I don't remember his name, but but the the character who gets stapler stolen, and and he I got fired. His name. He got fired so long ago, but there's a glitch in the system that just kept paying him. So they fix the glitch, but they don't tell him that he's fired. It results in him burning the whole building down. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, that's where it's at. Yeah, well, I, I can get behind a movie like that. Oh, yeah. What's your number seven? Number seven. More old guys doing old guy things. Going in style. Yeah, he is. <laughs> I would tell you, it's not on my list, but oh. if I was going to revise it, it would be. <laughs> it's so good. That's actually, we, we were recording, the, uh, before we started recording this, I was like, yeah, I got my list ready. I'm like, oh, I forgot one more. That's what it was. Oh. It's so good. It's so funny. Alan Arkin, Morgan Freeman, and who's the other Michael one? Michael Caine. Michael Caine, yeah, right, Michael Caine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good. The, the shopping carts. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Oh, and it, when I, I love. Four old guys robbing a bank. Three old guys robbing a bank. I love that they embrace the the elderly aspect so much. I love that during the training <laughs> montage, there's a scene of them quote unquote running, but it's just them walking and moving yeah. their arms. Yeah, <laughs> it's like so yes. <laughs> oh, that's where it's at. It is I, that one of the best laughs of my life. Is oh yeah, one. it wasn't that long ago that I watched that, or was it? Like two years ago. Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> Time. Wow. Yeah, but it's hilarious. That's best a, bargain fun, bargain bin find I've, I've ever found. That's a great pick. Uh, I think I have another one that you're going to really enjoy. With my number six pick, uh, it's The Other Guys. Oh, yes. It's so good. I remember watching this movie the first time. And uh, I start off. Uh, Dwayne Johnson and Sam Jackson. Aim for the bushes. And, and, and they're chasing. And it's that moment when they're standing there, you think <laughs> what I'm thinking aim for the bushes and they jump and that was the moment where i was like absolutely not i this is this is too far i simply cannot finish this movie it's... not the the crashing through the bus <laughs> you have the right to remain silent but i want to hear you scream <laughs> so good. and watching them jump and i was like this is i cannot this is too far you've, oh. you've pushed the limit and then they splat on the ground and i went I'm invested. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Uh, and this is the best Mark Wahlberg and Will Ferrell have ever been. Yes. Easily. <laughs> uh, I love Will Ferrell doing a, a desk pop. That's an iconic moment. Um, I love Mark Wahlberg screaming at the top of his lungs. I'm a peacock, Captain. You gotta let me fly. They're like, is anyone gonna tell him the peacocks can't fly? <laughs> Uh, the whole uh, gator subplot <laughs> gator. iconic <laughs> so good um oh shoot michael keaton yeah <laughs> there's a serial rapist and oh that's my other job <laughs> <laughs> ignore that actually don't ignore that you might want to go home with the buddy <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh it's so good and this that... is like dumb but just the perfect <laughs> level of dumb yeah because everything that happens is like ridiculous but it's perfect. I find this movie coming to my mind in just so often in my life. You know, I'll have yeah. gone a, a few weeks without thinking about the other guys, then something random will happen, and I'll be like, oh yeah, 
Remember when when Will Ferrell thought that Eva Mendes was ugly? <laughs> That's right. Oh, what a great movie. So the, the the soup kitchen in the car. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh, I love it. It's so good. Should we move on? I'm ready for yours. Alright. My number six is get this. Get smart. I was just thinking about how that movie wasn't on my list, too. Really? But it should be. Oh, that's crazy. Steve Carell, Anne Hathaway, Alan Arkin, so many more people. Dwayne, Dwayne Johnson, Johnson, Terry <laughs> Crews. There's more people in the movie. It's a, yeah. like an ensemble cast. Just one of the best times I've ever seen that done. <laughs> it's so hilarious. Right, Steve Carell. We, we were on. watching it uh, with our guys from work. Oh yeah, and the yeah. the best moment that I remember <laughs> is when Steve Carell's in the pl- in the plane, yeah. rushing to get there, and he throws up in the bag and he spills out of the bag, and our coworker was so disgusted by it <laughs> that I I couldn't take it seriously for the rest of the movie. <laughs> so good. Oh. The whole the whole time on the plane, he's yeah. scraping the gum off of his shoe. Oh yeah, with, with the <laughs> the the crossbow that he keeps shooting. Yeah. Uh, I love uh, when Anne Hathaway perfectly goes through all the lasers by contorting her body in all these weird positions, and then she's like, "All right, your turn." And Steve Carell does it. I mean, it's definitely not him. No, <laughs> but he starts doing it just perfectly, and you're like, "Oh wow!" <laughs> Until a mouse runs up his pants, and then he just keeps getting burned on every laser. <laughs> Oh, speaking of, uh, yeah, up his pants, and then the, the train. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, what a great movie. Hilarious. Oh, yes, the old <laughs> call in a jail, prison cell, and then run across the country and use the phone in the bottom of my shoe trick. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> good. So good. Good jokes. Amazing. I guess it's my turn now, hey? I guess so. Number five. This is looking like a short episode, but I'm okay with that. Uh, number five, I feel, uh, like, might be in your top five as well. Uh, it's Hot Fuzz. Nice. Uh, we talked about the Coronado Trilogy at the beginning of this year, uh, so we don't need to necessarily break down all the details, as if we've been doing that already. Just get on with it, Connor. Uh, Hot Fuzz is hilarious. And... All the jokes work beautifully for me. From Simon Pegg being overzealous as a police officer and just arresting the entire town for being out in the middle of the night. <laughs> or or the final fight, especially, is just hilarious. Watching old people pull out guns and then accidentally shoot each other and fall out of windows <laughs> and so stuff. Uh, or uh, the iconic moment of, of <laughs> Nick Frost... <laughs> Pointing the gun at his dad, and then having to be Keanu Reeves, <laughs> yeah. and he turns and shoots into the sky while he screams. Yeah. Oh, it's a beautiful movie. The 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 giant fight in the small city. Yep. Oh, <laughs> so good. Oh, resulting in James Bond taking a tower through the bottom of the yeah. chin. Oh, my goodness. This this is an intelligent comedy. This comedy, is a, this is a good one because it's like all of the the quick shots. I can't remember what the the term that he's coined, I guess, for his quick zoom-up shots. But I couldn't tell you. I don't know. I can't remember. Anyway, he uses, like, the editing. And we've talked about this a lot yeah. further in the episode. 
on the Cornetto trilogy, but like, he uses that rapid editing and um, imagery to create irony and comedy. Yeah. And it's like, yes, this is good comedy. You nailed it. And also, it's just awesome having um, <laughs> Simon Pegg and Nick Frost just unload guns everywhere. Unload ammo. And even just the two of them on screen together. Oh, yeah. What absolutely. a treat. They're so good together. Who's your number five? Um, <clears throat> also, uh, Edgar Wright. Scott Pilgrim versus the world. I like that. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'll say it later. I like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. that anime is coming out soon. Yeah. When? I think like in a week or two. I think it comes out either the day that the Marvels comes out or the day that Hunger Games comes out. The, the 17th. Is that Monarch as well? Yeah. <laughs> wait, it's going to be a busy the weekend. Mar- uh, wait, what, Hunger Games comes out on the 17th? <laughs> yeah. And Monarch and Scott Program. Gosh dang it. Then there's probably another move here too that week. Wow. Busy times. Busy times. We need to get some blue light glasses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Scott, Scott Pilgrim. Scott Pilgrim. Um, I don't want to talk about it too much because I do think that we should do more episodes on yeah. Edgar Wright. But I will say that it is very visually hilarious. Like the, the visual effects. Uh-huh. Not in like a bad way. In a very, very good way. Yeah. Not not in a speed racer where you're like, wow, these are so bad. How <laughs> anime they look that it's just hilarious. This one's like, it's so perfect. Yeah. How comic booky and anime they look that it's just, it's amazing. It's a great time. And uh, Michael Sarah's hilarious. Yeah. Obviously. They all are in this movie. Oh my goodness. Chris, uh, Chris Evans. Yeah. <laughs> it's called a grind, bro. <laughs> Can you... What was it? Can, Can you, you do, do a thingy, thingy on the thingy? thingy? <laughs> so good. Once you were vegan, now you will be gone. That was Brandon Routh. Yeah, Brandon Routh. Um, oh. Lots of lots of visual gags that just work really well too. Um, when Knives comes over to his house at the beginning. Yeah. What's what's his roommate's name? Oh, shoot. Kieran Culkin plays him. Kieran Culkin answers the door, and Knives goes, "Is Scott home?" And you see him jump out the small window at the top of the wall, out of the house. <laughs> and then he goes, he just left. That is it's amazing. good, smart comedy. Yeah. Number four. Number four. Let me look at my number four here. I should have my list memorized. but And I should have this one memorized. How do I explain this? I didn't see this when it came out. This came out a while ago. This movie is very new to me. But in the few years that I have seen it, I have seen this movie more times than any other movie. What? I'm this is Hot Rod. Hot Rod's your number four? Hot Rod's my number four. I have no idea what's coming next. <laughs> I thought that was number one. <laughs> I, I simply, like, if it's, at the longest gap I think I've had between watching Hot Rod is like two months. Are you and serious? I, I watched it for the first time in 2020. <laughs> I simply cannot get enough, and I laugh every single time that I watch this movie. It's so good. It's amazing. <laughs> like the other guys, it's the perfect level of everything you're watching. It's just so stupid. Well, it's so perfect, and like executed perfectly in it, terms of editing and everything. It feels like it shouldn't work. It's too dumb. I know. It's too dumb. This, but it this just sh- does. This should be a bad movie, but, but it's just the best. I love it so much. It's so good. <laughs> it's so funny. Ian McShane is so hilarious. 
as a result of this movie, I couldn't take him seriously in John Wick. Yeah. Because <laughs> I think I watched John Wick after I watched Hot Rod. I don't remember. No. No, I didn't. I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> I just know that I can't take him seriously anymore. Yeah. But even just a simple premise of a guy who thinks he's a stuntman but is really bad at it is trying to raise money so that he can pay for his stepdad's heart replacement surgery so that he can proceed to beat the crap out of him and prove that he's a man. (laughs) Yeah. Perfect. This is amazing. Who came up with this? Because this is amazing. Adding on to the level of how dumb it is, um, Scrooge (laughs) just randomly shows up out of a (laughs) bus after the, he does the, after um, Sandberg does the, the The trick, the jump. And then they're all rejoicing or whatever, and then there's just Scrooge in a bus. It's Ebenezer Scrooge. (laughs) Yes, a boiled goose. (laughs) It's like, what? And then they don't talk about it again or show him again. That's it. Like, what just happened? Or the the flips in the the forest. They just reference reference other movies. uh, And some of them are more obvious and some of them are more subtle. But, uh, yeah, they do common rider flips. Yeah. Uh, And that's, that's in a scene that's just footloose. Yeah. <laughs> uh, at one point, when he's getting ready for the big jump, him and some random old guy in a boat just do the Big Lebowski. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like, what is happening right now? It's so good. Uh, it's funny, because like, if you haven't seen the movies, or if you forgot about them or whatever, like, it just looks silly, and you and you just have fun with it. And But then, like, once you like realize that it's like reference something, you're like, no way. Yeah. <laughs> like, really? Yeah. Uh, also, the stunts are hilarious, and like uh, from the get go, like the failed jump over the post truck, which <laughs> like the ramp <laughs> is so perfectly like shown that's like this is an easy jump until the ramp breaks, and apparently like, the stunt man like almost broke his back <laughs> because like the ramp didn't break exactly right, but it looks pretty good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's good. <laughs> Uh, and just when he goes to jump over the swimming pool, and this is comedic timing at its best, yeah. and he goes down, and he makes it like three feet into the pool, and he just doesn't leave the bike, just fully stationary on the bike, falls into the pool, holds for like three seconds while no one makes a noise, cut to the next shot. Hilarious. Amazing. <laughs> and uh, the the editing, the like the remix between yeah. him and his friend, the cool, cool beans remix. Yeah. It did just go for a it long just, time, just though. Was, it's really long. <laughs> <laughs> and it comes out of nowhere, you're like, oh, that's weird. And then it keeps going, you're like, what is going the, on? The whole song out of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. and oh. and uh, the fact that he wanted to be a stuntman because his dad was. And his dad <laughs> wasn't even a stuntman. <laughs> so it's like his little fit. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Oh. Oh. Yeah, it's great. If we ever do, uh, if we ever do movie commentaries, we'll definitely do one on Hot Rod. Oh, Hot Rod's amazing. <laughs> I think I've said my piece. What's your number four? My number four is a Hot Fuzz. We've already talked about it, but it's hilarious. Do you have anything else you want to say? Uh, I don't. I think I said everything I needed to say because we've already talked about <laughs> it like full on. Good pick. Yeah. Okay. I there's something I'm gonna get into it. Oh wait. About, Just wait. Okay. Before sorry, I would, I do want to add on hot hot fuzz, and hot rod. Yeah, are like and the other guys. Pretty much half of these movies, most of them, all of them, are great movies to just 
put on with somebody else. Yeah. If you're like, I don't know what to watch, you have access to Hot Fuzz, put it on there. Yep. Do it. It's a success. All right, continue. All right. I have something about my number two and three that they kind of belong together. We'll get into it when I talk about them. So you should do your number three next. <laughs> the other guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do you, want, do you want to know my number two? Sure. Hot Rod. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Have we talked about your number one yet? Not yet. Okay, good. All right. I really hope we don't talk about it right now. I don't think I'm going to. Okay. See, the thing about my number three and my number two is they're practically the same movie. My number three is Superbad, and my number two is Booksmart. I have not seen Superbad yet. They are... I need to. It's like, there's some small differences, but the point is, these two characters go on a wild adventure to get to this party. So that, because one of them wants to get with a girl. And look, there's a lot more nuance. <laughs> and Booksmart especially has a lot of like intelligent humor to it, which I was blown away by. And even Superbad, I thought there was more intelligence and more like heart to this movie than I thought there was going to be. Right. Like Superbad winds up being about these guys and they're, they're almost in high school and they're going to go on different paths, but none of them are ready to accept that yet. And so as they go on this bombastic adventure full of shenanigans that are beyond absurd it comes to a place where they realize we're not going to spend every day together from here on out but that doesn't mean that we can't be friends and and there's a, a cool subplot with uh my main man mclovin as he hangs out with uh, seth <laughs> rogan and seth rogan and bill Hader, who are cops uh who caught him trying to buy alcohol <laughs> using a fake id they spend the night with him. They don't arrest him right away. I, they don't arrest him at all. Um, but the whole thing is like, look, we know you think the cops are are lame and we're just here to get you in trouble. But, uh, you know, we can be fun too. And we hope that, like, yeah, you don't just hate cops for the rest of your life because we're, we're people as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of depth in Super Bad that I thought was really cool. And the dynamics in Booksmart. And here's something for you. Jonah Hill is, like, probably the main character in Superbad. Jonah Hill's sister, Beanie Goldstein? No idea. I think that's her name. Uh, is Jonah Hill's sister. Oh. So, <laughs> it's, it's... Jonah Hill's sister is Jonah Hill's sister? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, so, like, there's two siblings doing the same movie. Uh, both of them I would absolutely recommend watching. They're both really funny... And, and really, like, interesting as well. Like, you're not just... There's one part in Superbad that I will say is... Is that dumb comedy ramped up. Where one of the characters talks about he had this compulsion where he couldn't stop drawing dicks. Oh, yeah. And there's that's like a five-minute scene. And it's like, okay. Let's, uh... <laughs> let, uh let's I, move on. Yeah, let's... I don't need this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, But, yeah, they're both way better than I ever thought that they would be given the crazy nature of of the movies but where they both end up is like really heartwarming and you know i've said it before and i'll say again i'm an emotional guy what can i say (laughs) (laughs) and that's why they're my number two and three yeah what is number two and three or do you want to do your number one first do you want me to do my number one first 
I, I can do my number one first. All right. <clears throat> so this is a little awkward because we've technically talked about it before, but Shaun of the Dead. Nice. In our episode, I said I liked Hot Fuzz more. Uh, I rewatched them recently, and I also watched Night of the Living Dead. Yeah. Like the nineteen sixty-eight. Don't know sixties sometime. <laughs> And uh, just realizing how much of that movie, Shaun of the Dead, is like just a reference to other zombie movies. Yeah. Like, I I, I was aware of um, that they were referencing stuff. Like, yeah. this is obviously a reference. Even Shaun of the Dead being a ripoff of well, Dawn yeah, of the yeah, Dead. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. But just how many little things, like camera angles, one-liners, um, situations, happen that are... References to other things just makes it like ten times funnier. Yeah, like a hot rod. Yeah, like like the hot rod. You know, they're referencing these other things that I didn't realize that before, which I thought was hilarious. And then going back, I'm like, this is just so clever, and also it's just hilarious. I love it so much. Yeah, my yeah, my favorite Edgar Wright movie probably. Weirdly enough, yeah, yeah, I'll say that iconic and very very good. So very very good. Far be it for me to to fight you on that one. Yeah, done right. Uh, my number one. I have no idea what it's going to be. Uh, Drum please. It's a, a movie called Game Night. Oh, you've told me that before. <laughs> but I always thought Hot Rod was your number one. Weird. This is definitely like a a quality of film thing that, that pushes one, two, and three above. You know, good filmmaking and such. Um, I don't know. I've heard super bad, super bad. Uh, all right. <laughs> uh... Game Night is directed by two guys named John Francis Daly and Jonathan Goldstein. Do those names sound familiar? Yes. That's because they directed Dungeons and Dragons this year. Oh, that's it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they also directed Vacation, which I haven't seen. Neither have I. Uh, if I had to guess, it's probably going to be the worst of, of the three movies that they've directed. Uh, Game Night is really good. And a lot of the filmmaking stuff is really solid. Um, there'd be, like, moments where they film, like, the main characters, like, driving to their house. And I I, I, had, I don't even know how to explain why it looks this way, but the houses on the Crescent look like toy houses on, like, a game board. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And yeah, just, like, stuff that. like that. Like, I'm like, wow, I don't I don't know how you pulled it off, but but that's amazing. Uh, Jesse Plemons is in this movie as the neighbor next door who used to be part of the Game Night crew. Right. Uh, but then he divorced his wife, and they were more friends with his wife than with him, so they don't hang out with him anymore. Mm-hmm. And he's just very deadpan and very like awkward, and that's why they don't hang out with him. And at one point, they have to. Uh, and any scene with him is incredible. <laughs> it's... It's, like, borderline uncomfortable, but, like, it's so funny the way that everything happens and the way that he specifically delivers every single one of his lines is so funny. (laughs) And all the shenanigans that ensue, you know, what happens in this movie, I guess I should explain, is that uh, there's these couples I meet up for game night, and Jason Bateman is the main character, and his brother comes into town and joins the game night, but he's mixing things up because they're going to do a murder mystery. Right. Uh, but then 
very quickly they realize that this is not just a game, but there's some real life events involved in this night, so they have to go and actually mm-hmm. do some real world sleuthing and stuff and, and, and save someone. And man, did they it all the comedy is like you can feel like they were like, Okay, we could do a joke here. What's the best one we could do? And it just it works so well and like it's not it doesn't feel like they ad-libbed the jokes like it's not like oh let's just throw a joke in here and here but like the whole movie feels like it's built around these jokes at one point they get like a ceramic egg and and it it takes a whole bunch for them to get this egg and this is a very valuable item and they're driving in a minivan and they're holding the egg in the middle of the minivan mm. uh and it's middle of screen and then someone says wait stop the van and the egg because of where it is, you don't see that it's coming straight towards the windshield until it explodes oh, and shatters cool. all over the dash. Nice. And then it just, because it happens just like that, it makes it even funnier. It's like, oh. I need to watch this movie. It's really solid. <laughs> and, like, there's raunchy and, and sexual jokes in the other movies on my list, so it's not that I'm inherently opposed to them. But I feel like they get, those kind of jokes can get out of hand so quickly, so fast. Most and there's, of the time they do. yeah, <laughs> and there's, it's not that there's none in game night, but they're very intentional about specifically with one couple. There's a recurring joke in the sexual nature, but it's very much pushing them towards where they need to be at the end of the movie for them to have grown. And it's not just a random throwaway joke, but it's something that happened. And mm. yeah, yeah, really good. And, from the moment that the credits rolled the first time I saw it, I was like, this is one of the best comedy movies I've ever seen. And I guess I'll have to watch it. It has yet to be topped. Yeah. I've had it to my list. I've just, I keep forgetting about it. Yeah. Sounds like you just need, like, me to show it to you. I think so. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> <sometime>. <laughs> yeah. All right. <clears throat> That's the end of our uh, top ten list. It's a little impromptu. Questions for you here. Oh, dear. That I didn't prepare you for. That was our top ten. What is... You don't need to talk about it. Just give a name. Unless you want to talk about it. But what is your number one worst comedy of all time? We have, we have the same one. Do you want to say it together? <laughs> yes. Three, two, one. Joyride. Joy <laughs> We're going to talk about it. <laughs> We're going to talk about it later. In the but... first episode next year. Because 100% is making the, the worst movies of the year. Yeah. All right. Next question <laughs> is, since we talked about movies, you know, there's a lot of plates for comedy in the film and TV industry. Yeah. Speaking of which, also don't need to spend like a ton of time unless you want to, but what are your top three comedy TV shows? Let me take a peek here at, at the TV shows that I've seen. And now I, I started writing down like all the TV shows that I've watched mm-hmm. a while ago and I'm very happy that I did because that's going to help with this. Oh, what am I? Well, I don't know why this took me so long. Number one, it's got to be Parks and Recreation. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I knew that would be your number one. Number two, The Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Nice. And number three, it's interesting because it's very fresh for me, mm-hmm. and it's also way more than a comedy. But I think I'm going to put it at number three. I'm going to say Ted Lasso. Oh yeah, it's recent. That's this year. The final season was this year, yeah. Um, the final? Yeah. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. I really enjoy the jokes in it, and 
and they feel very clever. Uh, but also that show is so much more than just fun jokes and, yeah. and, and bits. But yeah, so I'm going to go Parks and Rec, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Ted Lasso. Not bad, not bad. My number three. Oh, I asked this question <laughs> thinking I, I knew what my number three was, but then you're like, I have a list. I'm like, oh, I have a list too. <laughs> and then I looked, I'm like, shoot, Corner Gas oh, is probably number three. That's a solid pick. No, number one. Corner Gas <laughs> moved up the best. All right, we're going full on with it. Community would probably be up there if it was only three seasons long. <laughs> However, four wasn't as good. Still not bad, but not as good. And five and six are just brutal. So unfortunately, four, season four was the warning signs that we chose to ignore. Yeah, it was like, well, that wasn't great, but it's okay. <laughs> Surely this will get better. <laughs> and then it doesn't. You're like, oh no. Yeah, yeah. So Corner Gas is number one. I feel like I, I want to put like Parks and Rec or The Office on there. But then I also remember that I watch anime. And Comey Can't Communicate is probably number two. All right. And then either Parks and Rec or Bochi the Rock, which is another anime. It's you gotta make so your pick. weird. Oh, I gotta make a pick? I can't. Um, uh, Bochi the Rock. Boom. It's done. Right. It's done. It's too funny. Do you think you laugh more with TV shows or movies? Like, what's what's your <laughs> preferred way of getting a laugh out of media that you're watching? Or is it like, YouTube? I mean, would you rather watch like a comedy YouTube video over like a show? Like what? I will say probably the most frequent way that I get it is his reels on, <laughs> <Yeah>. on Facebook. <laughs> Facebook. Not necessarily reels. because I'm trying to, but because I get hypnotized and I'm in the loop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's how they get you. I, I'm going to say that I would prefer a movie because with a show, you can have a running gag that goes for for seasons on seasons. And then have all that previously built stuff that leads into a joke. Whereas a movie, you have 90 minutes to three hours. All right, comedies aren't three hours. But, no. You don't but, want to make a three-hour comedy. That'll get old. But you have that much runtime to establish everything that you yeah. need to make the jokes. Especially the ones that are really solid. Yeah. And usually I find with movies, it's comedies are better when they're 90 minutes. Oh, yeah. Because it's like, it's a quick thing, right? You're not wanting to be like, all right, I'm sitting down, uh, Scorsese, you know, three and a half hours. Let's just like take in what we're getting here. You know, <laughs> let's let's think about this. It's like you got 90 minutes, a short runtime to have like a quick laugh and you have that much time to tell your story and you got to condense it, which usually makes the pacing or th- they pay attention more to the pacing yeah. when they're shorter because like we got to get to the point of this movie. Yeah. So I think there's a lot of enjoyment in that. Not yeah. not Killers of the Flower Moon with three and a half hours where you go a couple times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you you breathe strongly as a little there's a good way of putting that. That laugh that's just a single breath. That's like, huh, that wasn't a bad joke. Yeah. In this movie of just awfulness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so yeah, comedies can be great that way. Speaking of awfulness, not that Killers of the Flower Moon was awful, it was excellent. Just oh, yeah. the, the content yeah, yeah, yeah. is about that's awful things. We're gonna be back in two weeks. For For more content about awful things. Yes. In Canada, we celebrate Remembrance Day. In America, it goes by another name. uh, And I can't remember what it is. And I'm I'm already locked in, so I can't look it up now. Yeah, that's true. Uh, But it's a... going to. We're we're celebrating, you know, war. And and that it's over in some places. The the wars that have completed. We we are very aware that there are some happening at the moment. Um, 
But we're going to be back in two weeks to talk about war movies. It's an episode that we're going to try and take pretty seriously. Uh, so we're not going to throw in like like Star Wars or Captain America or Wonder Woman. Um, out of reverence for the people who have actually been in wars. Which is not the two of us. Yeah. Uh, but we do have some pretty great movies that we'll be talking about in two weeks. So do come back, please, and and, and hear our thoughts on, on those. Uh, we'll be back in two weeks, and until then, Luke, can you carry us over with the send-off? Sure thing. Um, you've pretty much said everything that there is to be said, so, yeah, cool beans. Cool beans. Cool beans. Cool, cool. Beans. Beans. Cool. Beans. Cool, cool. Beans. Beans. Cool. Beans. Cool. Cool. Beans. Beans. Cool. Beans. Hey, thanks, Luke, and thank you, listener, for listening to this episode. We really do appreciate it. If you want to keep up with us and the show, please feel free to follow us on Twitter, or X, if you will, at Pod Screen Time to see some quick thoughts of ours regarding movies or shows. You can also follow us on Instagram, again, at Pod Screen Time, to see when our episodes drop and any extra visuals that we want to show off. You can also catch up with both of us individually on Letterboxd to catch our thoughts and reviews on the movies that we watch. You can find me at The Shininator, and you can find Luke at Shin Glassman. If you want to hear more of Luke, feel free to check out his other podcast, Toku Talk Radio, where he discusses tokusatsu and anime with his sister Hannah. And if you want even more of Luke, who can blame you, you can take yourself over to his YouTube channel, Shin Glassman, where you can watch his videos that range from reviews to tier lists. They really are a blast. Links to all these things are in the description of this episode, so head there to find those and stay connected with us. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you again in the next episode.